Welcome to Overthinking in Your Underwear. This is Lindsay. This week we are doing a reality TV wrap up with my friend Ashley. We're th- overthinking the reality TV reckoning, Bethany's conversation with Rachel, Raquel, and a lot more. So let's get into it. All the overthinking on the reality drama you love. Lately, there's been sort of this reality TV reckoning, which I don't even want to say because I feel like I'm going to have to pay Bethany Frankel a quarter for using that term that she coined. But it's kind of been in the news or all over the TikToks and stuff the last few weeks. So a bit of background on that. And Ash, jump in whenever you want to kind of correct me. But Bethany Frankel, who is the OG of the New York cast and also the, you know, top of the skinny girl empire, which just to say before I, you know, say some terrible things about her, I do give her a ton of credit for the skinny girl empire and what she's built. She's got a ton of hustle. She's clearly a brilliant businesswoman and a killer entrepreneur. Lately, she's come off less than authentic and a lot of the things she's been doing a lot of the moves she's been making to me it just seems like she's like scrapping around looking for a way to be in the limelight which is not it's not it just doesn't come off authentic it comes off like really desperate or something so bethany's come out probably inspired by the actor strike or the writer strike what can i strike like i think i need a strike too so she's come out saying that she thinks reality stars need to strike because they are exploited without compensation, exploitation without compensation, another little phrase that she's been using a lot of. Good at a catchphrase. It's a, it's a catchphrase. She loves a catchphrase. And so she's been at the forefront coming for Bravo, coming for NBC Universal, coming for the brands that made her, basically, and trying to rally these reality stars behind her to really unionize. And, and there's like so many levels of this. And I'm going to lay out just a little bit of it. And then we'll go back and unpack them, as everyone says, one by one. First of all, I think Bethany, as the face of this strike, is laughable. The second part is that Bethany interviewed Raquel, Rachel, I guess, back to Rachel now, Raquel, mm-hmm. Rachel, to prop up this argument. And it was this big podcast she had this week. She says she got a million follower, I mean, a million downloads. She was so proud of it, you know, talked a lot about that. And she used her as really a prop for this argument, which was like square peg round hole. That is not the argument you want to use. That is not the face you want to use of this argument. So the whole Raquel of it all is is a completely different conversation, kind of two sides of that. So. Back to the first one, Bethany of the fate, as the face of the reality reckoning. What have you thought as you watched it and followed that whole thing? I think she's pretending that she doesn't have an agenda, and I don't think she's ever done anything without an agenda. So I think that's why it doesn't ring as true to me. I think she's bringing up things that are valid and important um, about what happens behind the scenes and in production and how far things go sometimes. But I think her bigger argument is about pay. Right. Mm -hmm. And I don't think that her propping it up based on a term of you're exploiting these people can be fixed only with money. 
right? Mm -hmm. Like it can be a nasty space. And I think that's why we all love it. And that doesn't say the best things about us, but I'm in that dirt and that muck with them. And I love every second of it. And I want there to be drama and I want things to happen because that's what makes it fun to watch. I do want there to be safety and just these people are going to work as much as we don't like to think about that side of it. They're going to work every day and they should be and feel safe while they're there. But I think every one of Bethany's arguments comes back to money and saying that you're not exploiting people if you pay them more is utter bullshit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think the other thing that feels weird about Bethany being the face of it is when Bethany was on TV, I hate to kind of use this word, especially in reality TV, because it's kind of like what people are there for, but she was kind of the bully of her cast. Yeah. And she would go after people, and she definitely was a little bit of the villain, and sometimes that can just be a little manufactured, but she wasn't this compassionate character that cared about people and whatever. Yeah. She wasn't someone caring about other people's well-being while she was on TV. She was probably hindering it and causing people to have really bad experiences on reality TV. And now on the flip side, she's here talking about how it can be a more compassionate environment and we should care about people's mental well-being. When we saw how she acted for so many years, like yes. she was, I mean, I was a huge fan yes. of Bethany. On I still shows. am. This weird period is just kind of casting everything in a different light. Like, yeah. I don't need to see you eating crabs on TikTok. I don't, I don't like any of that. I don't like any of that. I'm shopping at, you know, I'm, I'm shopping at Target and this is the lip gloss you need to buy. I don't, she doesn't need to be the face of that for me. There's no. plenty of other people doing that, of showing us the beauty tutorials and showing us what to buy. And she does not need to be that person for me that I, I never watch any of those things for her. I'm only there. I get, I'm only there for the hot gossip when she does do the hot gossip and does her hot takes on things. Maybe she's realizing that and she realized she needs to get back into the fray and like back in the middle of whatever's going on. And right now, Stay the relevant. middle, yeah, exactly. The middle of whatever's going on is people are striking and people are talking about, you know, compensation for actors or writers. Yeah. Or, and she was like, well, what's my cause? Reality TV. I feel like she is the wrong person to carry this torch forward. But when it comes to exploiting reality stars, there are so many sides to it because. I mean, think about if you or I got on a reality show right now. (laughs) Oh, God, help us. Um, But it's usually someone who, obviously, I'm trying to build a platform, but someone who doesn't have a platform suddenly gets this huge platform, right? They get, they, I mean, people can go from having 500 followers to having 500,000 followers overnight. They go on the show for a period of time. They start a margarita line if you're Bethany. They start a, you know, oven line if you're Sonia and it fails a million times over. All the things she does, Sonia, all her businesses. They start modeling. They start the kind of reality TV circuit. They start a podcast. There's so many things that are baked into that number of maybe they get paid $50,000 for their season, but the back end maybe not be may not be residuals, but yeah. it's really kind of it's really where your career goes after that. And I think all reality stars know that, which is also why so many shows have become 
but inherently less entertaining when you see people on The Bachelor and you know they're not there for love. They're there for their They're not there for the right reason. There you go. We heard. We heard. Yeah. Yeah. Brittany told me you're not here for the right reasons. They're there for their Instagram following or they're there for the podcast they want to start. They're all, and most of them are. Most of them are there for the platform they're looking to build. Yeah. You know, and that's what's kind of built in. Well, and they were talking uh, during the Bethany and I'm going to just call her Rachel um, interview about how Ariana was cashing in after the scandal of it all. And Rachel seemed... uh, jealous or resentful of that right but in a way that did you go out and hustle for endorsement deals you could have you absolutely could have yeah um and i i guess that part of the money side of it to me is not part of the whole exploitation no conversation but they made it a part of that whereas you know bravo didn't have anything to do with the uber one deal you know right. necessarily that ariana did so that part also rung false um to me that part came off so bad to me when Raquel was like, everyone's benefiting off my affair but me. Oh, okay, Girl. so you felt like you should have made a lot of money yeah. off of sleeping with Tom behind you Ariana's acted back? acted badly, so you okay. should get more money. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That came off so badly. No, I do think, think some things need to change. Again, Bethany maybe shouldn't be... Fran Drescher-ing the cause, like <laughs> Fran Drescher is out there on the picket lines. So now the Raquel of it all. What Bethany did, she kind of started this whole reality TV reckoning. And then as the grand finale, or I'm sure her cause is continuing, but last week she brought Raquel on, or she actually went to see Raquel in Arizona. And she said, I never get on a plane and leave Sag Harbor for anyone. And I'm here for you. She went to Arizona to see Raquel for this sit down interview. It's kind of yet to be seen if she paid her. She doesn't want to say if she paid Raquel, it doesn't really matter one way or the other. But she sat down with Raquel for a three part interview where Raquel could really tell her story. Yeah, I I mean, I feel like you're right. I don't know that this was the right way to really make her case. I think she believes it is, but I'm not sure that I agree. First of all, can we talk about the number of ads in Bethany's podcast? I've never listened before. So many ads. <laughs> Except for there was one I episode. Never, I've never listened to Jess. Well, you know what? And so kudos to her because I've never listened to Jess B before either. No. And you and I both listened this week. So it, she did something right yeah. with the strategy. It got us talking about it. But I think it's one more way that she is putting herself in a position to be the savior. And I'm not sure who needs saving in this scenario. Yeah. Um, I think Bethany is an amazing charitable, like helper. Like she has all these organizations. She gives back a lot. And that I feel like is where, (laughs) that's where we need you, Bethany. Like that's where, right? maybe not here. I was glad to listen to it. I feel like it was interesting to hear more from Rachel. I'm not sure if a whole lot more was uncovered except for the really troubling tidbit. I feel like they talked about, she accused James of, right. Five, domestic abuse, yes. essentially. And I do believe that which Bravo has every reason to not want that to come out. Yes. And if, that, if they're hiding it, it's ugly and repugnant, and I hate it, and that makes me feel really sick. Well, did it? Kristen. 
Kristen said the same thing. Yes. And then sort of what, from Raquel's perspective, she took it back or was silenced by having the Valley Village spinoff offered to her. And she thought that was a conspiracy by Bravo to try to cover up. Because Kristen would say that all the time about James. Yeah. And it's like, that's not great. Yeah. She would say like the truth about James will come out. And James is one of my favorite. I know. I know. Favorite characters. I know. On reality TV, not even just on Vanderpump. I think he's hysterical. Which doesn't mean anything. I'm just saying I I would really hate for that to be true. Yeah. I have have lots of thoughts about Mm. the Raquel Bethany thing. First of all, okay. Raquel, nobody should be defined by our lowest moments. Yeah. And... I assume this is this has to be Raquel's lowest moment. She's fairly young, and none of us want to be judged by the worst decision that we have made in our twenties. And I, Bethany, even said something to that effect. And that's definitely what's happening to her. I feel really bad for her. I just feel like this was not the right PR move at all. Like this is no. not the next right move. Like there's a saying that says. Um, when you are at your lowest point, take the next right step and you'll get to higher ground eventually. This was not the next right step. <laughs> <laughs> Do you not have a friend in PR? Even a friend who took PR to community college because yeah. this was not a good PR move. And a lot of times in situations like this, and I can't imagine how hard this would be, the right move is laying low for a really long time, like a year. I think what laying low for a year could have maybe done is she still seems really angry. She has to be going through some sort of grieving process, probably. And in that, she seems angry and wanting to still blame, you know, she's blaming everyone. She's blaming, pointing the finger at Bravo and Andy Cohen violated HIPAA and all sorts of blaming. I was trying to decipher how much of that was really how she felt. Right. And how much of that was her kind of parroting the things that she thought wanted, that Bethany wanted her to. Right. Because she's not a great interviewer. Right. (laughs) And I will say she definitely Howie Mandeled her way through that. Like she had no idea what was going, like you have to watch the season girl before you talk about it. Right. And so Ashley great point she, bethany starts the whole thing howie mandeling it mm-hmm. and saying just so you guys know i don't even watch vanderpump and haven't watched your season but i watched the reunion right i mean that is like saying i don't know you watch the super bowl that you really understand anything about the teams and their entire season and how they interact like how this whole thing unfolded you only saw the aftermath yeah and anybody who watched the reunion and had literally no understanding of these characters what happened the incident would be like you guys are completely beating the crap out of this poor girl anybody would think that it's just it's too close of a snapshot you have to pull back and watch the whole thing yeah well and i think when rachel was talking to bethany just like when she was in the reunion situation it wasn't a level playing field and she was obviously in a very vulnerable mental place probably still is and talking to people who are punching like she's punching up and they're punching down and it they were piling on, not to say that she didn't deserve it, but when somebody's in that kind of a place emotionally, like it sucks to see it just layered on, mm-hmm. you know, one thing after another and saying awful, awful things. She's not really fighting back. 
um, because I don't think that's probably who she is. I did find it awful when she kept saying that's not my true nature. Well, you live your true nature. Like that's, you showed us who you are. Now you're trying to tell us a different thing about who you are. But beside the point, I feel like Bethany led her down a path of saying the things she wanted her to say. Uh And whether that's how she felt or not, I don't know. Um, but Bethany's a strong personality and she definitely can influence Oh yeah. somebody that's weaker than her and, and what she says and how she claims to feel. I, I wonder That's a very good point. How much of that was her. Yeah. Yeah. You can't take accountability f- for your actions while blaming anybody else. Yeah. You know, you really can't. Especially even especially in a PR situation. You have to like fully be accountable, end of story, period, walk away, drop the mic and walk out of the room, and then yeah. let some time pass, turn the page, make a different moves, let people see you've changed. That's that's really that's really what you need to do. And the blaming did not sit right with me. I know it didn't start, sit right with other people, and I do wonder if she had waited longer maybe she could have come to a a place of better acceptance that it really was more you know all on her it it was more on her and maybe she'd be less angry at production or whomever she wanted to blame and could have sat better with it did not come off well one thing she said that i did think was a real oprah term aha that she was confusing intensity for intimacy Mm. and that happens with the real world, and I imagine on a really large scale, on a reality show, living in L.A., the fact that Tom was more famous than her, there was a lot of intensity in that relationship, and she confused it for chemistry and for love and the fact that he really cared for her, and she was in this time of her life where she was vulnerable, and she was living in a big city in LA, in New York, you can feel so alone. And she felt like nobody cared for her. And I would have liked to have heard a lot more about that and a lot more about the explanation why, because I think that is so much more interesting and can actually help people not just understand why she did it because we, her, it's her life, but it helped me go, oh my gosh, you know what? I have done that, not with a married man, but with past relationships, the relationship you and I were talking about before we started this, <laughs> yeah, there was a lot of confusing. There was a lot of confusing intimacy for um, intensity for intimacy in that yeah. relationship because there was so much back and forth, and because he seemed unavailable at certain times. There, it can you can just hype that up and think that it's chemistry, and yeah. the drama creates a whole thing about it. And so, I wish he had done some more of that stuff because I think that can be really a helpful tool for people to learn from her. Yeah. Whereas the other, all the other stuff, I don't, I don't, that's not very helpful, you know? Right. I didn't get this endorsement deal. Right. That's not helpful. I think she so desperately wants to be loved and have closeness. I, I, and talking about that would have been great. Yeah. There's like I mean, so much. I want to be in this group, whatever that means. Mm-hmm. And I will do things that are out of my character, I guess. And how many times have people done that? So many times. So many like times. talking about that real motive of what drove her to act like that, I think would have been that talking about that kind of stuff always helps people understand themselves yeah. better. I mean, seeing how she would interact on the show with Lala and the push and pull of it all, she would always bring Lala back in if there was even a remote possibility of a you know a door uh, open a crack 
because she so desperately wanted to be in. And I'm sure part of that is you have to maintain relationships to be on the show. You have to be able to yeah. go places and be invited to places. But but Lala's the cool girl. Of course you love yeah, Lala she, like you. She just wanted to be in and closer. And I that sucks. Like, you will do things, desperate things, I'm sure, in that situation. But you're right. I think that would have been a more... Oh, not electrifying, but uh, enlightening. Yeah, yeah. Dis- discussion with Bethany. That's not what Bethany wanted to talk about. No, and when she when I heard her explain that, it just made me think. Even if it's possible, it made me think less of Tom because I could just see him. You know, this grown man. He's forty years old, and he sees her. At this, least like, forty. <laughs> we know one really. He is in the forties. He is forty-ish. He is swimming around there. Yeah. No one really knows. It's like we see your abs. You can you could be forty sure. and hot, Tom. It's fine. I can just see him seeing her struggling, like a little lost, and he like swoops in there after she's had a few cocktails. Well, he's like, a narcissist, and he wanted that ego fanning that she was so oh, willing. To she give was in. so willing to give. And he swoops in there and is like, are you doing okay? How are you doing with this dream stuff? What's going on with Lala? Is she, you know, beating you up? Like, he swoops in there ready to lend an ear, and he knows where that's going to go. He's the worst. (laughs) We can agree on that. He is the worst. What do you think is the best move for her now or would have been a better move than sitting down with Bethany? Well, I think you are exactly right. I think she should be gone for a while. And I don't think somebody struggling with mental health should be on a reality show. I think she needs to have a quieter life away from the cameras. I mean, as much as I want to live in the muck and mire of it all and see the drama on my television, I don't want anybody who shouldn't be there from a, like a mental health perspective to be there. I don't think that's the right move for her and her healing uh, moving forward. Yeah. She said she, did you hear the, she was going to start a podcast and interview. <laughs> She's going to start a podcast and interview uh, people who have been, I don't know if it's just women or she should, it shouldn't just be women. She should interview anyone who has been the other person in a relationship. Like, mm. I don't know. I'm, um, I'm kind of interested in right. this. I know, right? It's a good premise. It is a good premise. I can't see her no. leading it, but she could always Meghan Markle it. Because, you know, Meghan Markle, like, would sit down. This is And just let them talk. Mm-hmm. Well, the rumor <laughs> is she would sit down. The producer would be like, blah, 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 blah. And Meghan Markle would be like, and thank you for coming. Okay. Or she'd, like, shoot a few questions that they could take. And know then, your strengths. Yeah. Right. We well, you know what? Exactly. Meghan yeah. Markle looks great. Like, that's all. And so she would do like a few questions and then the producer really ran the whole thing. And then that was kind of it. That could work. You can produce anything. Although even then she's still in the public eye and getting feedback. Mm-hmm. Right. And probably most of it negative. I don't know. I'm not to say that she should just shrink away and never to be he- seen or heard from again, but I think it, we need to take a beat. I think a beat. Well, I think, Okay, so I sort of think she should Monica Lewinsky it. Mm. She you, should host a really creepy reality show on television in uh, seven years' time. Okay, Monica Lewinsky went away for a long time. She did. She moved to London and so. got her master's in sociology or something, mm-hmm. came back, and then came out as this advocate for online bullying and, like, 
I don't even know if it was technically online bullying. It was like shaming people online because she. Oh, good. Okay. I actually she, didn't know that. Oh, yeah. She has this documentary called 15 Minutes of Shame, which is really good. In it, she doesn't even really talk about herself. She's like, I was patient zero for internet shame. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. And she maybe talks about it a little bit, but then goes into other people that were like shamed on the internet and like destroyed and they talk and blah, blah, blah. It's good. And she doesn't even really focus on herself that much. She's more voicing it out, doing the voiceover. But I think Monica Lewinsky in it is a good thing. Take some time. I mean, I don't know if there's a degree involved or not. Come mm-hmm. back with with an angle. Yeah. Everything you've learned and rock our world. I'm in. I'm in. Okay. That sounds good. I um, quick detour because I said something and I might be, I said it and then I realized maybe I'm the only one that watched this show. Okay. Do you remember the TV show that Monica Lewinsky hosted? No, no, no. I know she did, but you have to tell me what it was again. It was called Mr. Personality. Mm. And everyone had a, like all the guys had a mask on the entire time. So she could only, like the contestant could only get to know them through a mask. Okay. And then at the end she would pick somebody and then they would only then would they be revealed. Why was she the host of that? I don't know. And I love Monica Lewinsky. I'm a big I, fan of hers. I mean, it w- it could have been anyone. It was such a That's like a non thing. She, she would be the host. Of that. <laughs> I watched every second of it though. I was in college. My mom would record the episodes on VHS tapes and mail them to oh my, my story gosh. house. Yeah. That's funny. That was my life. They must have just been like sh- people are going to be interested in seeing mm-hmm. her because the two things don't tie together. They don't. But it was during a weird reality phase. It was yeah. like Joe Millionaire. It, uh, yeah. I loved Joe that Millionaire. That whole era. I loved it. Early 2000s. Yeah. Yeah. I loved Joe Millionaire. God <laughs> I'm love so him. glad God I wasn't him. out there on my own. God love him. Watching these terrible is. shows. Ashley is my reality TV pop culture sister. Sorry, sister. You're really my pop culture sister <laughs> too because I know you love all this stuff. Britney Spears. Last mm. week, this last week has been eventful for her. Do you know about it or do you want to skip this topic? I don't know about it, but you can tell me and She's I can She's getting react. a divorce. Oh, I didn't know. Okay. I she, didn't know. She and, Sam are getting a, <laughs> she and Sam are getting a divorce. Well, she posted like, she's like laying on her side with no top on. We're all really worried about her. We're all really worried. And I'm not saying she needs another conservatorship. I'm just saying maybe her let's, mom should swing by. Let's check in. Maybe mom let's should swing by. Let's just check in. Yeah. Um, it doesn't look good. She seems dead behind the eyes a little bit. And that sounds harsh, but I'm sorry she does. Yeah. It, it, it's like we're all watching the world's creepiest Truman show. Watching this person deconstruct in front of our eyes. And everyone's just like resharing it on TikTok. What's wrong with... Yeah. This pop star. It, it, it's so weird. Britney Spears, Lindsay Lohan. Yeah. Well, wait, is Lindsay okay right now? Well, I think she's right now. Okay. But okay, I mean, okay, okay. you know. I'm like, she just had a baby. There was a period. Well, of course. <laughs> did I tell you, I, did I ever tell you I ran into Lindsay Lohan once when I lived in New York and I went up to her and I was like, my name is Lindsay too. Oh my I, was, <laughs> I was really drunk. And I was like, my name is Lindsay too. And she was like, what? And That's such a good opening line. And I was like, A-Y. And she's like, yeah. Because I was like, A-I pointed to her and said, A-Y. 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 And I pointed to myself. <laughs> 
And then her brother, <laughs> who it's really embarrassing that I know her bro- it was her brother because at the time they yeah. were on a reality show. Oh my God. Her brother goes, do you want a picture or what? And I go, <gasps> yes! And then I took <laughs> my friend Jessica and I took a picture with Lindsay Lohan. I want to run into this version of Lindsay on the street and just and watch this interaction. Yeah, yeah, it was true. I'll show you the picture and like Lindsay does not disappoint in it. She looks like that and she's wearing this big white fur. I'll post it. I'll post the picture. Yes, please. Okay, so Kyle Richards. Mm. Fake lesbian, real lesbian storyline. I think it's real. I do. Really? I don't think that they're going to be some like long-term love affair, but... It's not a long-term lesbian thing. No. Okay. Um, But I think she connected with this other person. I think Mauricio is probably connected with several other people. That's the vibe I get. Yeah. I can't put my finger... Alleged. Um, (laughs) I can't put my finger on it exactly. I just get this vibe. And I think they were together from a very young age. True. They were both exploring other things. And that's one of the things she's exploring. I mean, that video. You watched the video, right? Yeah. There's something there. And I don't know why they won't just say. That's the weirder thing. Right. The thing that bothers me, I guess. So I'm always like on the fence about Kyle. One part of me really loves her. And one part of me is like, she's such a... She's such a person that will do the splits at any party. Okay. Exactly. (laughs) She is someone who'll do the splits at any party. No, she just like wants, I feel like she's someone who would produce a storyline. You know, she would do anything to be out there. And I guess it comes from being a child star. Your sisters are child stars. So you're like always looking for this, but like, where's my, where's my light? Where's my frame? Right. Is this just, is this just a way to get someone to take a picture of you, which people are going to take pictures of you anyway. It's just just another way to get people to take a picture of you. I think there's something. Okay. I Again, I don't think it's serious, and I don't think it's going to be her path in life forever. But, I mean, sexuality is a spectrum. Absolutely. And I think she found something to connect with in this person. I think there's a big enough age gap that I don't believe it's like, oh, my God, we have so many things in common. We're just friends. I think there's something sexual. Yeah. And the matching tattoo thing for me again, like, not that I wouldn't get a matching tattoo with one of my best friends. I would, but they, like, are new friends. Yeah. So don't. to get one with, like, someone you become friends with, yeah. a new friend, immediately get matching tattoos. But keep in mind, too, if she's going through this rocky patch with Mauricio at the same time, her whole world is built up on this, like, iconic, we're so in love, we have the greatest family and she's going through something very intense. Is this yeah. not another opportunity to conf- confuse intimacy with this intensity? And Ooh. there's like an escalation there that wouldn't have been there otherwise. Yeah. Okay. I, I'm on your side now that it might it might be real and it's probably temporary. I think. But the tattoo is forever. If it was completely fake, they would be talking about it more. Okay. But you know what? It better not be fake because no one hates a fake storyline more than Real Housewives fake. When Heather, was her name Heather? Yeah, her name's Heather. When Heather faked her black eye, woof, she really lost us. Are you sure she faked it? <gasps> you think, I'm not what, convinced. You think, what, Jen punched her? I think... Salt Lake City. Yeah, I think something happened. I think she doesn't want to say either because it's embarrassing or she's protecting someone. But, so that would mean what? She fell down when she was drunk and she's embarrassed. 
before her friend punched her, and that's embarrassing yeah. too. Both of those things are embarrassing. One of them has much bigger consequences for somebody who, at that time, she still felt an intense friendship for. Yeah. Something okay. happened. Okay. But the way she handled it, I lost so much respect for her. Like, say it or don't say it. Quit right. talking about quit, it. Quit changing quit being your story. Like, oh, I don't know what's going on with my eye. Yeah. It was weird. Yeah. And it was even weirder when they brought it in the girls' trip and we're talking about it there. I don't, oh, I don't want to hear about watch, it. I didn't watch that girls' trip. Yeah. If you're not going to say something that is meaningful, I don't want to hear about it anymore. Speaking of girls' trip, I heard on Heather yeah. McDonald. I listen to Heather McDonald all the time, by the way. I heard on her show that the Morocco girls' trip... Shelved permanently. Shelved. Because of all that scandal with... Caroline with and Caroline Brandy. Manzo and Brandy Glanville. Yeah. There was a whole thing that Caroline says Brandy kissed her aggressively, and yeah. it was turned into a sexual assault thing. And Caroline left the trip early, and now they yeah. shelved it because it got so hot. I think there's legal stuff holding it up, yeah. but I also think everything that's happening now is right. holding it up more. Like after Below Deck mm-hmm. and after Bethany making you know this movement yeah. happen I all of those things are connected absolutely I think but now they, I've never wanted to see it more <laughs> I mean I want to see they should put it behind like a $30 paywall I'll pay and it. make 30 million dollars as all of us you know crazy yeah. little housewives fans pay to watch it maybe that makes me gross that I want to see it but we're I want to see gross. it we're so gross I'm a garbage person you're a garbage person yeah. so am I I'm fine with that me too <laughs> we're back to where we started our last podcast, and just like that, mm-hmm. it's renewed. Oh, <laughs> you're not in. Ashley, cheers, and I roll my eyes. Okay, I'll tell you first, and then you can tell me. Ash and I did a pod a month ago on, and just like that, when the season started, and we had kind of differing opinions. I was like, "What are they doing?" Ashley kind of convinced me that they were doing a good job, and we should be supportive of, and just like that. I tried to continue watching season two and it got, it? it got so cringe. I yeah. was just, I can't. And here's the thing. The show made me feel old for watching it. Mm. And I used to watch Sex and the City and feel young and cool, even though they're older than me. I mean, yeah. they're 10 years older than me. I literally watched it and just felt not cool. They gave like Miranda, and I've heard them say this, like, why are they, do- what are they doing to Miranda? Like they gave Miranda like really lame lines. Yes. Why is this suddenly so uncool? The only person who's cool is Sarita Chowdhury. Yeah. <laughs> I'll say that. And Sarita. she's not, she's been absent. The she's back cool. half. Yeah. I had to stop watching it. I watched some of it. I would pop into it and pop out of it. I could not do it. I just could not do it. And I don't know if it's just me or it seemed like there was a lot of, people agreeing with me or I just found fell down the TikTok hole of we hate and just like that because there's a lot you've been radicalized I've been radicalized (laughs) on TikTok by people that don't like it but we've got Samantha tease at the end of the season so maybe the renewal has something to do with her coming for a more active role I mean we don't know I still like it I still appreciate it as something different there were a couple of snoozer episodes in here. I was glad to see Aiden. I yeah, did not, what's that about? I didn't need them to have this new arc. So wait, the, is the whole arc that they're going to be together now? Yeah. When they broke up at the end? Yeah. I mean, spoiler. Sorry. Sorry, spoiler. <laughs> and I 
feel old and uncool every day already. <laughs> I do too. So now I'm just reflected. You're like, I you know. feel comfortable that yeah. everyone else is old and uncool too. I mean, I wish I was in my sweats right now. I know. I am in my sweats. So I'm what she's referring to. I'm not worried about feeling that way when I watch it. I already feel that way. Okay. That's fair. That's what Sex in the City was to me. And it makes me sad almost that couldn't we have just... No. Stopped there. Well. And then they kind of lived in that place for us. And then now. <laughs> so. I didn't need them to evolve to this. I my know. Point. They could have stayed. They could have stayed back there in Sex and the City to me. I didn't need them to evolve and age with me. I really didn't. Would I'm you sorry. Want, would you have wanted one more movie? Yeah. I could have done I Maybe the, we should have done that. We talked about that. The first time, I loved the movies. I thought the movies were yeah. fun, even though Aiden showed up in Abu Dhabi, which is completely yeah, ridiculous so weird. and far-fetched. I'm into it. I loved the movies. I could have done that. I didn't... I just... I loved the, I loved I the series so much. I, and I'm loving it in another rewatch again yeah. right now. I've rewatched it so many times. Ugh, it's so good. I'm with the Russian right now. So oh, yeah. I'm about to have to start all over again, but... Um, I, I don't know. I can still appreciate it as something different. I, I feel like Hollywood is out of ideas because yes. all we ever get is reimagining and 100%. reboots and sequels <gasps> we didn't ask for. What'd you think of the Barbie movie? Oh, I did love the Barbie loved movie. Loved it. I loved it. No notes. No notes. Mm-mm. It was so good. It was. I actually took Frankie, my daughter, um, to see it. And we were like, is she too little? Is this just a mom and dad thing? And we read a lot online about like the themes. And we figured, oh, she'll just like the colors and the scenes. And she won't take much away. Um, But we left the theater and we talked to her about it. And she was like, damn the patriarchy. Yes, basically. (laughs) She's six and a half. And I was like, what do you think they were trying to tell us? And she rattled off every major theme, like nobody's business. And I've never been prouder. It was... She took every all of the right things away. All the things. Well, it doesn't surprise me because she's your daughter. So Raquel... Wishing you the best. You need to Monica Lewinsky it, I think. Maybe. I think that's good. I don't know. Go get your master's degree and... Maybe do some animal rescue stuff. Oh, yeah. A little bit of Monica Lewinsky, a little bit of Angelina Jolie. Yeah. Wait a year. You got to recover. more than a year. From the gram of it all, you have to do some rebuild. Oh, animal. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I think a little Monica Lewinsky, a little Angelina Jolie, a couple of years, you'll be fine. Come Mm -hmm. back at us. Bethany, I don't. I mean, Bethany's going to be fine, obviously. Yeah. Well, she's a very shrewd business mm-hmm. person. She is. And maybe that is all the oomph and momentum that she needs to build her own non-Bravo-related platform, right? So right. burn this down so you come and... Start your own yes. reality team. Whoa. Wow, you're right. Maybe she's starting her own like reality TV friendly network or production company that's friendly to yeah. reality TV stars. Or even just more eyes on her and her platform. Because if you make somebody feel guilty about watching this over here, but I'm talking about the good stuff, come listen to me over here. More ad content. I don't know how there could be more. There were so many ads. But, I mean, she's building her own platform to make more money, which respect. I mean, get it. Yeah. You know what I'd, I'd love to do an interview with? Re- uh, reality. 
Bethany's husband, boyfriend. What is that guy like? Oh, man. Who could even know? Who could know? Like, what is that guy like? I don't know. And I feel like it's weird to not know. Because... He's very cute. Well, and I watched her from selling in a grocery store season one of New York City, like handing out samples, no one would talk to her, to meeting that nightmare of a Jason Hoppy. And I watched her on Bethany gets Gets married married. and ever after. And I like saw this whole kind of evolution of her. It is strange. I don't know more about About her. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess he doesn't know us anything, but I'm curious about him. Hmm. I don't know. Okay. Well, until next time that we do our wrap up, uh, thank you for overthinking with me this week. Wishing you all good thoughts.